I know that church hurt is real because I experienced it. So before I decided to have this conversation and push play, I thought long and hard about what this conversation would mean to you, my listeners. So in order for us to get through it, we must have this conversation. So let's have it. In 2010, a research was done, and this research had to do with why people were not attending church. According to this research by Barner Group, about 28% of American adults were not attending church. Reasons why people were not attending church? Because of perceived leadership problems. That was a big reason why people we're not attending church. And so when you're looking at the news and you're seeing that our church leaders are raising money or asking for money to buy jets or have luxurious homes, or maybe some church leaders are getting caught up in sexual scandals and, and all of these different reasons, people are watching this and they're believing this. And when you have people who are watching this and believing this, you have commentary also. And then the institution that you look at that's supposed to be this idealized institution is struggling with this own issues. And so that causes a person sort of uh, demotivates a person, if you will, from attending any kind of religious organization, particularly when you have these idealized communities caught up in sex scandals, financial scandals and the like. And so this is a one of the main reasons, according to this research, that people decided not to go to church. So I think one of the first things that we must deal with coming right out of the gate is that uh, church hurt is real. Back in the early 90s, I experienced the same uh, kind of situation, same environment where I was in a congregation. These people were like family to me and uh, they actually were a big part of supporting me. Uh, the pastor, the church, the church leadership were a big part of supporting me to go into uh, church ministry and uh, leadership. And so I decided to do that with the support of my entire church. And while I was away, um, the church went through a difficult time. Uh, there was some issues happening between families in the church that caused a ripple effect where people began to leave the church. I didn't know anything about it, wasn't involved in any of that. I was away in college learning how to become a pastor, learning how to become a minister, learning how to do uh, this newfound vision and calling of my life. He was a great, great uh, inspiration to pursue church ministry. And not only was he influential in that, my uh, relationship with the leadership and the pastor of that particular congregation was very deep. It was very family-like. Because I was so close to the pastor, I wanted to know what was going on. I felt that he would share and communicate to me because I was like his son in the ministry. You know, I have full faith and confidence that he would share with me. And so when I went home for the summer, I, the first thing I did is, is I want to know what's going on with my church. This is a church that helped provide foundational support. Uh, fast forward, I go home for the summertime. I decided to go to his home. And as I knocked on the door, his wife came to the door. When she saw me at the door, she, she asked me, what did I want? And, and my, my response to her was sort of shocking because I never heard her speak to me that way. And the look she had on her face was one of defensiveness. And I didn't understand. And I said, well, I, I, I heard about the church and I just wanted to know what's going on. She said, we're not obligated to tell you anything. And she sl sh slammed the door, shut the door in my face. I was confused. I was bewildered. I didn't understand what had just happened. I was invested in the ministries. 
I was invested in being a part of that that community. Not only was I invested, I had chose not to pursue my career and other things, but to pursue my career in the ministry because I knew this is what I wanted to do. And also that the church pastor was a instrumental part of me deciding to change my entire life. He wasn't the sole reason, but he was a main reason and a main supportive system that led me to that decision. It felt like standing over the edge of the Grand Canyon with nothing under my feet. So that experience had a profound effect on my life. Not only was I hurt, I was disappointed. I was disillusioned. I didn't know what to think or what to say. Uh, Here you had a young man, myself, who had practically grown up without a father figure, finally getting a father figure and having the door shut my face. One minute you were supporting me and go to ministry. You were rooting for me. Next minute, can't talk to you. Now, the first thing we need to understand is that churches are spiritual entities. And the power of a local church and a local congregation is that it brings people together. Um, It is a social institution that that brings people together from all walks of life. It is a place where people get married. It's a place where people find friends. It's a place where people hang out and develop relationships with each other. It is and it can be and is for many, for millions a very enriching experience. So, so churches are a entity and within that entity, there are people and wherever you have people, you're going to have problems. Historically, when people think about churches, they, they thinking about an idealized institution of a perfected community. Uh, there's a scripture verse in Acts chapter two that talks about this idealized community that here you have a group of people who come to this newfound faith in Christ. And the scripture says in Acts 2 that they were there and they had all things in common. And I think that that has been uh, the, the primary vision and picture that many people, even church leaders, are striving towards. And people who attend church and people who are followers in the Christian faith and are regularly attend a religious service, they see this picture in the book of Acts in the New Testament as the utopian experience of where churches ought to be. And not everyone within a a congregation, a church or religious community knows how to handle conflict. That includes church leaders may not know how to handle conflict as well. Church leaders can hurt people. How? Through insensitivity. Fellow followers can hurt each other by saying hurtful things or doing hurtful things, right? Uh, I remember when I was a a pastor on staff at one church that uh, there were people who were gossiping about each other and saying bad things and untruthful things and hurtful things about each other. And as a result of that, some people decided not to come back to church. And then there's some leaders, right? Leaders who, who have been insensitive or unable to be welcoming to people who are different than them. Now, this shouldn't happen in a church, but the reality is, is that these things do happen because wherever you have people, you have an organization that is inherently imperfect. 
is that churches have always been, for many churches, a place of inspiration. It's a place that brings people together. It's an idealized, a utopian experience. Humanity can be like at its best. And so when you have institutions now that are sacred institutions that have been a part of the, your culture for so many years, you see these institutions are beginning to lose its character or losing the idealized perspective that we have about these ins institutions. We look for something different. The problem with that, we uh, disconnect from those organizations. And what happens when we disconnect from those organizations? We disconnect from families. We disconnect from people that we love and people who love us. We disconnect from people that we eat meals with. We disconnect from people that we grown up with. We disconnect from neighborhoods. It's disconnecting from presuppositions of what is good and right and holy. People no longer have those communities, right? That they are a part of anymore. They have no more community. And that is problematic when you don't have a person that can help you when you need, when you're sick and, and there's no one there to help you, right? Who brings you food when you're sick? Well, when I was a part of a church, people would come there to help me. Who's there to provide advice when you and your significant other are struggling? Well, with my small group met at church, we had that, but now we don't. When you're part of a religious community and you, you disconnect from that, it's not just the church. You disconnect from a lifeline. So if this is your experience, I want to give you a few suggestions, things that I feel that can help you as you go through these kind of experiences. And so understanding that just because you were hurt, you and I do not have the right to hurt someone else. Number two, um, you have to seek out a community. What does that mean? So invite people into your home, invite people to come over. It doesn't always have to be in a church setting. Having people to come to your house and have a meal together, watch a movie together, tell stories together. That's part of building community. Uh, the great poet Robert Frost says home is where when you go there, people have to accept you. They have to let you in wherever people are. There's an opportunity for the greatness of human expression in the presence of other people. So gather oftenly. Understand that every organization has faults. So maybe gathering in a home is not something that you want to do. You need more than that. Great. Well, if you're looking for a church, just remember that every church isn't perfect because they are made up of organizations of people. You're going to have people in these organizations who are running things who have their own issues that they bring their full selves into that volunteer position or a leadership position. So sometimes, you know, they're not at their best self. And so understanding that every organization is different. Look for a church near you. Ask your friends at work. You know, what church should you go to? And why do you attend that religious organization? Uh, if you're looking for a church home, look for a church home that has its reach beyond Sunday morning. It's maybe their volunteer in the local school or at the local homeless shelter with YMCA of Habitat for Humanity, right? Another thing that you can do is practice your religious rituals. That may sound churchy to those of you who are listening and watching, but it is a part of your faith tradition, right? So if it's part of your faith tradition and you haven't really connected to a religious organization yet, right? Because you're still dealing with some trauma. Well, there's nothing wrong with you uh, having communion on your own, right? Uh, you can do it after having dinner with your friends. So if you have friends to come over, talk about your struggles and talk about issues that you're having at work and, and why is this difficult for you and, and what kind of support you need. We all have experiences. We all have things that we've gone through. The culture is changing. 
uh, is shifting. People are having issues with going to church for various reasons, but we do not have to stay disconnected because of these uh, challenges that we are seeing in our community and the challenges that we are seeing in our local congregations. Don't shut yourself off from other people. Allow God and allow the people that who are still a part of your life uh, shape you as you go through that very traumatic experience. So once again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Next Evolution podcast. One, hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment down below. There's going to be another video right here and right here that you can watch. Thank you.